find a baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? Yo, you know, the party don't stop, okay? You are listening to the world-famous Behind Baller podcast, a.k.a. BTB. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean Liam Neeson, the Korean John Cusack, the Korean John McCall, Odessu, the Washed Lord. And some of you guys know me as the Forrest Gump of hip-hop. Yo, man, it's been a minute since I throw all those monikers at you guys. Um, as you know, yesterday was my birthday. I actually had a really good birthday. And uh, that sounds weird, but um, it's been a couple years. I really don't celebrate my birthday, um, you know, just kind of just really just with the fam. Um, last time I went hard was 45 and uh, that was a good birthday party and everything. But I just, you know, I'm like, I'm just over it. I don't really like celebrate it. It's, my life is so blessed. It's, that's not a flex. I mean, actually it is, right? But no, um, I just kind of just chill, you know? It's, every day is like a, a blessing and so many good things are happening. Um, I didn't get anything really from anybody. My mom brought me some food. Uh, for those of you who are Korean, you know what I'm saying? Um, she brought me a tteokbokki and a kimbap, obviously. And of course, milk cook, you know what I'm saying, for your birthday. But I mean, it was, it was like my wife made a cake. Uh, we had a little small, little catering just with the family. And, uh, oh, you know what, though? Sorry, man. My uh, my Ferrari S790 did just touch down. I think I might go pick it up tomorrow, Saturday. I don't know. It's got to wait till, for customs to release it and for it to get PDI'd. But um, no, it was a cool birthday. Uh, by the way. Uh, for those of you who were trying to buy my refrigerator yesterday, my gold mini fridge on Network App, I've never ever, and I have to say this so many times on every platform, I've never ever experienced nothing like that before. Um, usually we do a pre-recorded show, you know, and then like there's a host on there and she introduces the show and uh, the video and goes over, oh, well, you guys can buy it now and whatever. I went on right at 4.59, like right before, just a snap before five o'clock. And it was live, and I don't know what the fuck happened, but never have I ever crashed the app from comments and the live stream. It's never happened before in the history of the network app. It, the shit crashed. Like, you know, it was fucking crazy. Um, the thing sold out in 92 seconds, uh, just under two minutes. But it was like, it, it was just bedlam. I've never seen nothing like that before. It was crazy. I, you know, I gave away um, five yesterday, one on Instagram and four on the app, and... uh it was crazy. You know, I just, I, I told people, hey man, comment my age. And within one second, literally I'm talking one second, thousand comments per second were coming in. You know, there were 6,000 comments in less than two minutes. So it was just, it was a very um, successful drop and, and uh, I'm really happy that that happened. And uh, we got more to come. There's going to be some dope ass things coming up. But yo, today is a different type of show. One, obviously because I'm recovering from my birthday and, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I want to kind of take it easy. Uh, we do have a very special guest next week for all my 12s out there. Uh, my boy Jamal Adams, a.k.a. The Prez, is going to be on here for all the Seahawks fans. It's a big deal. All football fans, period. 
But for today's show, we have something kind of special. As I mentioned prior, the two girls from Bali, Kristen and Sandra, Sandra being a, uh, an online acquaintance, um, they want to clear the air. You know, uh, Kristen had said some tweets. A lot of them were taken out of context and um, they, they went viral. Like they really legitimately went viral for, you know, being in Bali and, and they want to completely clear the air. And I just want to get into that now because uh, and I have some things to talk about after the show, but after the interview, sorry. But um, let's get into this Bali interview. You know what I'm saying? So that means right now that my boy Lakey Lake isn't it. There you go. Right there. That's, man. I love this dude, man. It's just, yo, Miles, man. So, you know, take us to a break and uh, we'll be right back with the interview with the Bali girls. If people want NBA picks, the Dust Brothers are the best. They're the ones who help me with my handicaps. Now, they're biting like 500 bucks on a bus. And, you know, they're not trying to fucking go crazy and whatever. But the Dust Brothers are doing NBA picks and they're selling them. $75 for a single game. That's fucking cheap. All right. And $150 for parlay picks. All right. Yes, the Dust Brothers, producers of this show. Okay. Their Venmo is at DB Podcasts, plural. And you could follow them at DB Podcast on Instagram. You could DM there, whatever, hit them up. They are fucking crushing that motherfucking shit. Ever since they started, they are killing it. Yo, yo, yo. This is a uh, very special interview for Behind the Baller. It's completely, totally out of the realm of types of people that we've interviewed on this show. But we have uh, Sandra and Kristen, as I had mentioned previously on the past few episodes, um, two girls, beautiful women, uh, one from uh, Houston, Texas, I believe, the other one from somewhere in the Bay Area, I think. She'll clear that up in a second. But we got Sandra and Kristen, the girls from Bali, that are they've came here to clear the motherfucking air. What up, girls? What's up, man? Thank you. <laughs> so, yo, real quick, let's get into it. Well, Kristen, where are you from exactly? I'm from Sacramento. Okay. But yeah, see the number. I was like, oh, wait a second. Hold on. And then, uh, Sandra, you're from H-Town, right? Yeah, I'm from Houston. Okay. So both you guys were living in Los Angeles, correct? Correct. Okay. And um, it don't matter how long y'all been together. I don't give a fuck. No one think anybody cares. You guys are in a relationship. And you guys, in the beginning of the pandemic, you guys moved to Bali, correct? Prior to the pandemic. So oh, prior before, to the pandemic. Yeah, prior to the pandemic. Okay. Uh, can you tell me what month? Does that matter or does it? Um, we were there in December. The pandemic, things start to shut down like, you know, the beginning of the year. So around February. Right. The crazy thing is a lot of people don't fucking know this is that, you know, when they trace back the earliest, you know, uh, cases of coronavirus, COVID-19, that shit was in like, um, like November, you know what I mean? December. But there were so low cases where you guys were, it didn't even matter. Okay. So now there's been all kinds of drama. There's been tweets and there's been a lot of misconceptions has been uh, bad information. There's been a lot of fucking hate. There's been a lot of racism. There's been a bunch of other things. So just for the listeners out there, if you could as briefly as possible, I don't know which one of you going to go first, but can you break down? You guys are living in Bali, living your best life. And then what happens? So I'll start. This is Sandra. 
Um, it was actually my birthday last week. So I was literally living my best life. <laughs> I was, you know, I was in Uluwatu with Kristen. Um, we had, you know, a nice little penthouse, just creating content and enjoying life, being grateful. You know, we had a beautiful year in Bali. Um, Kristen made a made the thread while we were like on vacation and it kind of just took off. And it was in real time. We were shocked, just as shocked as people were reading upon like the stories that were occurring on Twitter, the accusations that were occurring on Twitter. Kristen, you can join yeah. in. Man, I had 600 followers when I wrote that thread. <laughs> and it was really, <laughs> it was really to chronicle our time in Bali and share. Um, people ask us so many questions, you know, in the DMs about, about living there and stuff. So we were just trying to put it all together. And we, we put a book out with pretty much the frequently asked questions. And um, I went to bed at like 320 retweets. I woke up in the morning and was at like 2K. And it was really all love. Like people were just showing love. Like, oh my God. So no, it was, you know, when I read it, when it came across, first of all, Cassine Bali trending, right? Uh, I think, well, maybe Sandra knows, I'm not sure. But like Twitter to me is the GOAT social media app. You know, like other people don't really use it, but that's like where I really like get active on, right? And um you know, I see Bali trending, like it was trending like number three, number two, whatever. I didn't pay attention. Then in the next day, which would be super late your time, it was trending number one. I'm like, the f I was like, you know what? Let me fucking just read this shit, right? So I got start going through it. I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. Like there's a black gay girl who's in Bali. She must know my homie. Like they have to. And then sure enough, I keep going down and seeing the girlfriend. But when I was like, wait a second. This is fucking Sandra's girlfriend. This is, and I be putting two and two together and I'm reading it. And look, I don't know about the, where the taxes, all that shit came in. But for the most part, I was like, yo, this is, this is a flex. This is dope. That this, everything you guys have said or everything that she had tweeted was lit. And there were all these people obviously interested in it. Then I see, you know, some girl from like, I think she was from HBCU. She was tweeting about it. Boom, here and there. Boom. I didn't really see any hate, like I said. And then a couple days had gone by. And then I see Bali trending again. And I'm like, wait a second. And it's trending number one, like <laughs> off top. And I'm like, wait a second. And then I see some shit about Russell Simmons, who's actually, you know, an acquaintance friend of mine. And I'm like, hold on. Nah, this ain't about Russell unless Russell got cut, like some shit happened. And then I come across this page. I forgot what it was, but it was like a, a news page for Bali or something or like a legal some shit. And I see a video and the video was super bad quality. It was like Android quality. And um, it was like, Y'all two were in a room and I got concerned. And then what did I do, Sandra? I DM'd you. I was like, yo, are you okay? Are you cool? And then like, um, I went to Kristen's page. The tweets were deleted. It said the page was suspended for suspicious activity or some bullshit. And then I scroll down and I see the K-pop type hate shit. Like, imagine what it's like for LBGTQ women here and how we've faced uh, such heavy criticism and, and da, da 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 this and that and I was like I understand like you guys went through some shit and everything right and and, and again you know like I, I you know um they're like how dare you say this is about this and it's really about you guys I, I don't even know what the fucking exact word was it wasn't that you guys extorting you guys taking advantage it was to me y'all was just finding a fucking place to quarantine and y'all decided you found a, a paradise type place to chill um from my understanding your visas were legitimate and active so 
how the fuck <laughs> did all this? Okay, so how did you get in? Okay, well, whether you guys are guilty or not, whatever, that's not for me to decide or anything. I'm just saying, how did you get in trouble? So um, basically, the thread went viral. And like you said, it started trending number one in, in America. With Bali, it, I guess it got caught in the Indonesian algorithm. So once that shit started trending and, and they made it, you know, they created this whole narrative about why we were there. We were there legally. Loopholes in our ebook, like it's a whole bunch of bullshit, really. Um, we were like, oh shit, like we have to clear our name with immigration because now they're tagging immigration. They're trying to get us caught up um, based off of the poorly worded tweets. I understand how they got misconstrued. Right, right, I take right. accountability for that. So basically the next day after checking out of the hotel, we were already going to our visa agent to renew our visa for the month. So we get there and um, trying to renew our visa. And they're basically like, hey, you ladies have to report to immigration before we can renew your visa. And we're like, OK, cool. I know it's about the threat already, you know, so <laughs> we'll go up there. No problem, because like I said, again, um, we got accused of doing things illegally. But in our hearts, we knew we weren't. So I didn't have right. a problem reporting back. So we lawyered up. We lawyered up and we went to immigration because we are in a foreign country. We don't know every law. And we just wanted to make sure that we had the proper team to represent us and, um, you know, not be taken down. <laughs> was that attorney? Was he like a Larry Parker type motherfucker? Like he was like, or was he like, was he on point? Was he cool? He was on point. He was super cool. And 90% of his clients are like Western type of people who get in trouble in other, I guess, in Indonesia. Right. He was hella cool, though. And we got appointed to him from a, a journalist that had reached out to us saying, you know, this is one of the top lawyers. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me, let me rewind a little bit. So I remember on my Instagram live, you were staying at one spot. And it was like a chill spot, whatever. And you told me that whatever, if it was rent or if it was the hotel stay, it was really cheap. It was affordable, right? Um, I remember going to Bali in 2004, right, when the tsunami, like the tsunami you know what i'm saying like the one that knocked out the whole country pretty much and they made movies about it boom and i was dating a model at the time and uh she missed it by a week or two where she could have died you know what i'm saying like people many people died from there and i remember now this ain't trying to flex or anything but i was staying in the nicest possible six-star resort there was and it was four hundred dollars a night you know comparable to you know there's hotels for 15 grand a night, right? When you're thinking like that level of luxury and that level of, of scenery and everything. But I think, you know, had you been in the Bahamas, not in the Bahamas, I'm trying to think of somewhere just, but somewhere lavish. You like know, Hawaii. even like okay, Hawaii, if you were in Hawaii in 2004 at the nicest place, it's still going to be a few racks no matter what, right? So 400 was crazy. So you guys were staying at a spot. And then I remember maybe a month after, because it was quarantine. You jumped on live again and you showed me like a fly spot. And that was like, um, how much was it? Were you guys paying monthly, weekly? Uh, we were paying monthly. So we stayed in three different places throughout our year in Bali. Um, so the second spot, how much was that a month? The second spot was like 800 USD. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. So not ever in no shape or form in any way possible did you guys promote avoiding taxes, correct? No, not at all. Okay, how the fuck did that get so, like, misconstrued? Because I didn't see anything that she said, that Kristen said in the tweets. I only saw it being said by everyone else. You feel me? Yeah. Well, 
I, I think one thing that we should make apparent is I think most Indonesians, especially if they're locals, uh, they don't understand how visas work, um, like the whole process of visas, right? So I think them, the tweet said we got there December 2009. I think they took that number and thought I was living on a six-month visa <laughs> the whole time on that visa. Oh, okay. And so I think they just, you know, they put the language together with their assumption of like, you've been staying this long and haven't, you know, I think that that became just a misconstrued misinterpretation of what was said. So wait a second. So the book you guys put out, the book pretty much was promoting you guys creating content in a different country, right? Our book literally was the frequently asked questions that people who follow us ask. So we we discuss um, Balinese etiquettes, temple etiquettes. Bahasa phrases, our favorite restaurants, um, our favorite adventures. We're literally just plugging resources. When you come to Bali, these are the things we learn and what you can do. That's it. And we break down the different types of visas. Right. So how were you guys making money out there just from creating content? Um, well, we never made money. We never had a, a Balinese Indian. business, an Indonesian business. And that's where the tax thing came in play. They thought we were having an Indonesian business, which... Of course, if you have an Indonesian business, then you need a visa, then you need to pay taxes. I'm sorry. So, so I'm confused. So how are you affording to live out there? Like what means were you guys making money from YouTube or something? Or was there? Well, we say in our book, in the intro of our book, it says that we saved $15,000 before we moved. So, and that's just for the Bali move. Um, so we had money saved. And then over a course of time, like, I, of course, was running my graphic design business, but not at full throttle because of the pandemic. So it was just little jobs, but for my American clients in the United States. FYI, for you guys listening out there, um, this is a business podcast show. You guys know that I have a personal assistant who's been with me for almost 10 years. His name is Sean. Um, Sean lived in Thailand and Bali for four months, and I don't even think he spent... 1500 fucking dollars and this is more recent where he took a formal time off and he has told me repeatedly when he saves about six hundred thousand dollars he is 28 years old now he is telling me he is going to live there until he's 90 off 600 grand i can't live until the fucking end of maybe summer with 600 he is going to live for the rest of his life in bali and thailand for 600 grand he lived it up fishing, you name it. I'm talking fucking drinking out of coconuts and all the shit you could think of, swimming and just living his best life. Four months for 1,500 fucking dollars. So for them to have 15 grand, they were like, you guys were lit. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's the thing, because I understand how my tweets were misconstrued in a privilege, like a Westerner privilege kind of way. But when I say like our rent was four hundred dollars, I'm paying an Indonesian who owns that property. I'm getting my groceries from Indonesian farmers. You know what I mean? Like right, right. All of my money wasn't going into like tourism; it was going directly into the pockets of Indonesians. Which is even amazing. That's that's amazing. So, are you guys vegan? I'm sorry, I don't know if I've ever asked that. Um, I'm like plant based, so pretty much vegan. But here and there, I'll dabble. <laughs> what about you, Sandra? Uh, I'm plant-based. I'll have seafood every blue moon. So how was it? I mean, is plant-based easy in Bali or is it tricky? No, it's pretty easy. They have so many healthy restaurants and options uh, that cater to plant-based diets. 
Okay, so let's get to the accusations now. So you guys had publicly said in this little, like the interview was short that I was looking at, but um, I think it was Sandra that was speaking, and you had said that um, you feel like the government kind of hated on you guys, for lack of a better term, I wish I could use it. I, I sound so not well-versed saying that, but um, because of the color of your skin and also because of uh, your sexual orientation, you th- is that pretty much what you had said or you tell me? The statement that I made, this is Kristen, the statement that I made was directly after the hearing and after it was translated to me, the reason why we were being deported, it was clear in my statement what I said. The paperwork officially that I have is saying that our deportation was because I made unsettling statements disturbing the public. That's it. Um, that sounds those, real Indonesian, though, by the way. Right. The state, those statements being like the queer friendly, because that's against Indonesian culture and laws. And then the accusation that we were influencing people to come to Bali during COVID, which was presumed to be a threat for security and public order. While those weren't true, because I made those statements threatening or like scaring the public, that's why we were deported. And look, I really don't know y'all. I'm just here to kind of just, uh, it was something interesting, so I talked about it. But what I interpreted from, you know, the several conversations I've had, but reading the tweets from the first time they went viral, I interpreted that, hey, look, we're out here being safe, having a good time. Yes, it's fucked up what's going on in the world right now, but we're out here. How do I say that? You guys were promoting a beautiful place. You weren't necessarily telling people, hey, y'all need to fucking come over here right now. Look, you, 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 and you. Yes, you need to come here tomorrow and blah, blah. I didn't take that. I didn't interpret that at all whatsoever. You guys were just saying it was beautiful there and it was cheaper to live and whatever else and anything. So if anything, that was a positive thing. But at the same time, because of the culture and because of how Indonesia is and everything else, um, you are girls of color. So like right there, that's already a strike on the bitch ass way that, and this just goes on in my country too. It goes on in Korea too. Do you know what I mean? They sit there and be like, oh, you know, like I see racist little shit here and there. And, you know, like I, I think about it and like, I might laugh because it's so like, you know, like someone be like, like the, the most disrespectful shit can make you laugh, but you're not laughing out of like humor. You're laughing out of pure disgust, right? Um, and that's just how things are, you know, and it's going to take, you know, it took how many years for it to get right in America? That shit is way the fuck behind, right? So one, you're girls of color. And then two, you guys are, are gay. So were you guys discriminated on? Like what you guys did the whole time you were there? Not at all. And in the book, like if you were to read it, we discuss how our experience in Bali has been a complete like uh, friendly experience. All the Balinese local, our friends, our family, like they accept us. They don't really care about our sexual preference. But we also say Indonesia as a whole country, they do not accept homosexuality. So if you island hop, make sure you're safe. Like we say that in our book. Um, so I just want to make it clear that we never said Indonesians were racist. I don't believe that to be true. I do think our case blew up and got spread the way it did because we are black and queer. That does play a role, but I'm not trying to um no how about this i I said it ben baller i said it i said they was racist i'm not gonna let y'all take any kind of like 
And I'm not going back there, so I'm not really tripping. You feel me? Like, like y'all, y'all got me fucked up. I'm not going over there. So I'm just, I'm just telling you from the three times of me being in Indonesia. And one of my friends, Raylene, she's one of the most, she's like the, not the Beyonce, I don't fucking know. She's like the Jennifer Aniston of Indonesia. She's like, oh, you got to come. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. Like, I ain't going back over there. Fuck that. You know, because it's like just normal shit that I want to do. I, I can't do out there. So Kristen, I'm so sorry. Um, when you made your statement, you felt, or I'm not, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did you feel that the real reason, like, that's a bullshit ass, fucking vague ass reason. Do you feel the real reason is because of your orientation? Um, my statement was that I was deported because I made a statement that the country was LGBT friendly, even though I was talking about my personal experience as a Westerner. But, you know, it's against their law. They consider homosexual people to be sexually disoriented. And unfortunately, I, making light of the community, exposed the community in many ways because they're in hiding. And I've been a person who's been in hiding. So I do apologize for exposing them um, to their government, but their government puts them in harm. I don't believe that I put them in harm. That's that's my statement I'm sticking to. I, and I do believe my orientation played a role into why we were deported. And I just want to reiterate, like, that's what they told us when we got the verdict, because the whole day they were telling us that we weren't getting deported because the government read our ebook and they didn't find anything illegal. So at the end of the day, when they reported back to Jakarta, Jakarta had the last word and they were like, no, we're going to deport them for the LGBT statement. And so when we were able to make a statement, that's why she said that, because that was what was translated to us, that y'all are getting deported for the LGBT statement. Now, I just realized, and I was I was completely wrong. I don't think I said it, but I, for some reason, for, I thought that you guys said they weren't friendly. And I do remember her, her, I remember Kristen saying, no, it was pretty friendly for your experience. And then that's when I caught the tweets down under. It goes, yeah, it might've been fucking friendly for you, but it wasn't friendly for me. I read all that shit. Like I felt it. And you know, the girls are mad and whatever, boom. And look, man, you know, shit. So, I mean, you had, you lawyered up. Is there a case against you guys there that's currently going on or is it case closed Ben, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I'm an American citizen. So for my, I'm going into it thinking the case is still open. I do know that we have been deported. So for me, that's kind of the end of the road. But I can't predict what the Indonesian government can do to our case even after this. I can only say we have not, everything we were accused of, the Indonesian government investigated and we left with no criminal charges or fines. Okay, so... Um, I had read like you guys were in New Jersey. Or was that just a bullshit thing? Did you guys? Get... That, was, that was some bullshit. <laughs> that was some bullshit. And we were never arrested either. Yeah. Someone said that you guys were in New Jersey eating Funyuns. I was like, hold on, wait a second. What the fuck is Man. people trying to be they cute said, and make funny? They said we were tracked by Central Intelligence and they found us and arrested us when we walked into immigration ourselves. Like there was so much misinformation, Ben. Like I don't even know. Okay, so yeah, yeah, because when you said that, you guys told me that you literally went to go renew your visa, and they were like, nah, you're going to have to go see immigration, so you guys, so nobody, came, they made it seem like the feds came and busted you guys down, like, haha, we got you, and and then someone was saying that, um, I read something, they're like, uh, Kristen's whatever last name isn't even her real last name, maybe because of this, this, and this, and I'm like, well, first of all, why am I, I mean, I, look, I, you ain't got to answer that, but I'm saying, like, 
Ben Ball is not my real name. You know what I'm saying? It's a moniker. But I mean, I know a lot of people don't use their real fucking names. I know a girl who's a district attorney and she doesn't even use her maiden, not her whatever, because, you know, she puts motherfuckers away in jail. So it's like she don't want to be tracked down on social media and find whatever. So like, I, I don't know what, how that even was relevant to people hating, but yeah, they said they, they, they tracked, I forgot what it was. It was something where I was like, yeah, they're on the run and boom. And then I was like, they're on the run. What the fuck? Sandra's on the, yo, you got to see this girl's face. Like, there's no way this girl's on the run. And then I was, and then like, they were saying like, yeah, they finally caught you guys or the fucking, the person that was renting the place out to you turned you guys in or some shit like that. So that was not the case at all. No, none of that is true. So where'd you, when you guys got deported, were you guys in Jakarta or were you guys in Bali? We were in Bali. We had to fly to Jakarta to get a, catch an international flight. Okay. And then you, you went to Houston or where'd you go from Jakarta? Uh, we flew into LAX and then I flew home and she flew home. Now, yeah. were you guys, uh, like, were you worried about COVID at all when you were on the plane? I mean, no, I was worried about my safety. Fuck COVID. Man. Just get me home. We were in the twilight zone. Like, we just kept looking at each other. We couldn't even think about COVID. But what, what what did you think? Like you thought, you thought someone was gonna try to like fuck with you, like hurt you, or like what? No. Nah, so when we got deported from um, Bali to Jakarta, we actually had like a immigration officer that rode the plane with us and everything to make sure that we got there safely and got through the customs and all of that and uh, make sure we caught our flight to Tokyo. But I mean, I will say this: it was super dramatic on the media. But the reality of what we were dealing with, besides, you know, us getting in trouble, that's serious. I'm not trying to take, make light of that. But as far as like what was shown on the media was more dramatic than our real experience. Okay. I will say that. And when the New York Times posted our itinerary, that's where we were like, okay, they know our whole route. So that's not safe for me. <laughs> like, oh, I hate that type of shit, man. That's some yeah, punk ass shit. Especially because look at man, you guys are ladies. Like it's fucking, do you know what I mean? And, and soft-spoken like decent ass women like this is crazy so what are your guys plans now do you guys are you guys ever planning to go back to bali or are you guys like like what's in the future now i, I just want to say like the thing that hurt me the most about getting deported from bali is literally we got uprooted from so many families that we were helping throughout the pandemic so before we left like our balinese family and friends came and they were crying and i had and i was sponsoring um me and christian were giving scholarships to Indonesian girls, like college students, 19 and 20, who were the only ones working in their family. So they were about to drop out of school. We paid for their school and they were there. And uh, that's what hurt me the most. I'm like, yo, the Twitter thread is showing a narrative, but the reality of it is we give back to the community so much, you know, paying medical bills, um, just taking care of the people that we love. So and then they brought our dog to immigration. They yeah. have our dog right now. Listen, dog, what? Like, you guys had a dog? We, had a dog? we adopted a dog in Bali. I had a nanny that was working for my wife's family and everything else. And, you know, she made like, like she worked full motherfucking time. When I say full time, I'm talking about nine to five, like full time. And, you know, she made like $350, US dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. And we still send her money and everything. And, you know, these people, you see them walk around and, and they don't make anywhere near what a minimum wager will make here and, and working at McDonald's. And they're smiling. They're happy on the street and here and there. You got people who are miserable over here. And it's just, I feel you on that. I mean, I can't speak for everyone listening, but I can speak for, you know, because I've been to Southeast Asia and all those places. And you see that. And it's like, I didn't know that, by the way, that you were doing that, Sandra. You guys were paying for these. By the way, um, that's very honorable. You guys, that's like hats off, salute. 
Would you guys mind speaking about uh, um, telling people how old you guys are, your age or no? Yeah, sure. All right. So, Sandra, how old are you? Yeah. I'm 30. I just turned 30, January 15th. Damn, you look fucking 22. How, how old are you, Christian? <laughs> I'm 28. By the way, why are you guys living in different states right now? <laughs> well, our families, I'm from Texas. She's from Cali. So I came back to see my family. I haven't seen my family in a year. Oh, okay. Same. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, are you guys, what, like, what are the plans now? Like, are you guys going to go? Man, the marathon continues. We're going to continue to live our best life. <laughs> the next place will be the next place, you know? Facts. And no, honestly, no. I don't want, I just want to learn from this situation. I feel like everybody, whether you're a traveler, whether you're black, whether you're queer, whether you're anybody, um, you can take something away from this, even how you engage online. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be what it is. And I'm, I need to take some time to heal. Repatriation is a real thing. Like coming back to the States and in this new COVID world, it's really different. And I don't want to be a victim, but we have to adjust. So once we get done doing that, we'll be on to the next. I do wish both you guys the best. If there's something, I don't know what I could possibly do that could help or anything. I don't know. I've I've been inspired. um, The few times that we have chatted, Sandra, uh, you've always just been super positive and, and bright and uh i appreciate you guys laughing at or well, i appreciate you laughing at kaya's little jokes and stuff and you know Thank um you. but yeah man no look guys uh if there's anything else i could do to help you guys i think this message is going to kind of get out i do have listeners in indonesia which is crazy right i got listeners all over the world and um i'm glad you guys cleared up the air and i'm glad you did it here on behind the baller yeah thank you so much Anything lastly I could say, I just want to say regarding the tweets that went viral and the Indonesian people I've offended, I sincerely apologize. It was never my intention to disrespect Indonesian culture or Balinese culture. So thank you for the platform, Ben. Nah, no problem. And I'd like to say, look, man, I'm not saying like fuck Indonesia. I'm just saying like there's some shit out there that I don't get along with. And, and so after having a few tastes my palate ain't there with it and I'm, I'm cool. But again, I, you know, I do miss Bali and, and, uh, but there's Seychelles, there's Fiji, there's, you know, there's Bora Bora, there's a lot of other places and with beautiful islands. Um, yeah. but again, thank you, Sandra and Kristen. And, uh, you guys will be right back. Yo, Miles, throw on some Lakey Lake. So uh, I hope you guys like that interview with the girls. Uh, it was a little different, but uh, I wanted to give them a platform to speak on. I mean, of course, the girl has Twitter and everything, but, you know, I think uh, with I have a bigger platform in general and the word spreads around. And uh, again, like I said, the good girls. And so I want to make sure that they had uh, were able to set the, you know, the record straight. And um, much love to Sandra and um, to uh, Kristen. So uh, I just did MC Search's podcast. And uh, he's a hip hop historian, legendary MC from the from the group Third Base, signed to Def Jam. You know, this is a late '80s, early '90s group. He signed Nas. This motherfucker, MC Search, signed Nas. He got Nas signed. Was one a big part of MF Doom's career starting out. He was obviously Zed Love X from KMD. And uh, anyways, just crazy, insane, humble uh, legend in music, and it just 
kind of bums me out that he's not bigger than he already and he is. And he's, he's so happy about it. And he's a great father, great husband and everything. And um, I want to see this dude make a huge comeback and make some real money and everything. And just, he seems happy as it is and just grateful to be alive. But I just, I want this dude to really like, he's just fucking just got, he's got so much knowledge on hip hop and uh, you know, Jewish cat from New York too. It's crazy. And he's in his fifties and just, he's still, you know, it actually inspired me being on the show and talking to him and having a conversation offline with them. I'm going to have him on the show myself. And uh, by the way, go to MC Search's YouTube channel. Let me see what the fuck. Hold on. Uh, okay. So MC Search's uh, YouTube channel is, um, I mean, it's m.c.search. He has 865 subscribers. In fact, I just fucking subscribed to his show. But uh, he's had great guys. Too Short, Crazy Legs, that Chris Rock. Anyways, go check out his show. I'm on there. I tell some legendary stories that I don't think I've ever... I actually haven't even said here. All right, so look. This is a business show. So we should talk about business, right? We should discuss um, what's going on right now with... Not really Bitcoin. Bitcoin's being affected a little bit. But I'm talking about like AMC... GameStop and all these other stocks. If you guys are in the stock market that are being, you know, we're being shorted by Wall Street. And now Reddit has got involved by a uh, page or an account called Wall Street Bets. And they basically reversed the whole shit. They came out, Reddit came together and said, fuck this. And now there's been a fucking surge. GameStop was, I forgot what the fuck they even entered the stock at. It was a couple dollars and the shit almost hit 400 fucking dollars, right? And there's all the hedge hedge funds that are trying to short people and, and um, all these shorts all over places. And um, Reddit single-handedly changed that. So shit was all haywire yesterday. People, I mean, I had a couple friends that made a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, yeah, one of my friends made a quarter million dollars, Korean kid, Pat. And um, it, it's just going crazy. So this morning, Robinhood, obviously, you know, the stock app that people have been using, they, they put a halt on AMC GME, you know, all those stocks, GameStop and everything. And it's crazy. So what's going on now is that Wall Street was getting fucked. And I love to see Wall Street suffer. Okay. So Wall Street's getting fucked. And the reason why is because these motherfuckers have had such a huge financial backing. They've had this insane bailout by the government where they could just fucking just fuck people over left and right, destroy the middle class and everything. And meanwhile, of course, they would say the rich get richer, right? Well, you know, when you get protected and you have this fucking blanket, the security blanket to help you, you know, it's a goddamn shame. So what they're doing right now by halting the GameStop and the fucking uh, the AMC and GME stocks is a goddamn shame. It's fucked up. But that's just amazing that, you know, the people can fight back. And, uh, you know, Bitcoin took a little bit of a dip. But look, Bitcoin is here to stay. It's going to make a shit. Pretty much, I started looking at my assets and I started realizing, you know what? I thought I never, ever, ever fucking say this. But I got way too much cash. And that's just, just dangerous because U.S. dollars just tanking. And, uh, you know, I got money in gold here and there. But it's like I need to put more money into Bitcoin. No matter how low it is, how high, whatever. It's just the fucking time to do that. So just letting you guys know, for those of you guys who have cash laying around, some of you don't. And if you don't, then, then I guess the stock market maybe is, is more of your thing. But for a long-term play, um, the Bitcoin is definitely something. And of course, I made some good money in the last eight, nine months in Bitcoin. But that doesn't mean get out. Like, I'm, I'm in no rush. You know, I'm like, this is where, you know, we're here to stay. And this digital banking system 
that is going on right now. And if you, if you listen to Pomp, you know, on my show two episodes ago, you know, he broke it down. And this is not controlled by the government. You know, this is, it's sustainable. It's, and again, it's, um, it's a sovereign banking system. So what's going on is fucking amazing. Power to the people. And uh, yeah, this shit is fucking crazy. I wish I jumped in, but you know what, man? I'm good, man. It's like, and look, there's enough money for everyone out there. I just feel like for some of the people who, who are like on the come up, great time to fucking do all these things that are going on. Now, um, some bad news with the Seahawks. As I mentioned, I got Jamal Adams. You know, I got, I got Maul Prez coming on. But like this shit-stained, piece of shit, coward, motherfucker, Chad Wheeler. You know, heard about this shit two days ago. Went viral yesterday on my fucking birthday. And it's just like, yo, you got to fucking tarnish the name, the city, the 12s. Like... Chad Wheeler is a fucking offensive lineman who didn't do shit for us, really. He had been cut. He's been kind of, you know, bounced from team to team here and there. And this dude, white boy, beat the shit out of his black girlfriend. Beautiful girl. Beat the fucking dog shit out of her because she wouldn't bow down to him. Right? Do you hear me? In 2021, she wouldn't bow down to him. He beat the ever-loving shit out of this girl. Right, he beat her fucking ass so good, he couldn't believe that she was still alive. And he said that. He said, "I can't believe you're still alive." And why he beat her unconsciously, and beat the who the fuck beats a what the fuck is wrong with you? Beat this chick's ass, a black queen. He ate his meal while she was near dead. He choked this girl, and literally, like you know, he didn't till her fucking eyes closed and almost popped out of her head. And just repeatedly hit her in the head. And it was just like, the fuck is wrong with you? And then he went on Twitter yesterday and said, I need to seek help. I'm sorry. No, you need to get your ass whipped, homie. You need to get fucked up. And I hope you do get fucked up. Like, you say, oh, it's negative energy. Don't fight. And, you know, an eye for an eye leaves everyone. Shut the fuck up. He need to get his ass whipped. There's a few people who do. Look, it. he is definitely on the top of the list of people who needs to get his ass whooped. And the Seahawks made a little statement. And it just kind of sucks because he was already a free agent. That motherfucker wasn't getting picked up. But now you really ain't getting picked up. And nobody's going to pick you up. You want to know why? Because you're a fucking bitch. Chad Wheeler. Motherfucker's 365 pounds or some crazy shit. This chick was 145. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, um, the Seahawks hired a new offensive coordinator. I'm going to be talking about that with Maul. Uh, he was the Rams quarterback coach I'm not exactly sure how I feel about the whole situation um a lot of people say it's a really good thing I don't know man it, it just it, there's just a lot of weird things that I think about when I think back at um our season and I look at the first five games and I see Russ is killing it QB rating is fucking over 110 he's murdering fucking you know just passing Tyler Flockett fucking uh Metcalf just doing his thing letting Russ cook and then all of a sudden we get fucking, you know, Carson back and eventually we get Hyde and we start going to the run game. And I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Pete Carroll. Like, bro, what the fuck, dog? So was it Schoenheimer or was it fucking you? But we got to chill on the run shit. We don't have a fucking run game. We never, I mean, not since fucking Marshawn. And even on the last times, like, bro, I know you like to run, but that, that ain't it. We got the motherfucking pass game on. Bro, what's, what's up with you? We got no plays. This is crazy. So hopefully this quarterback coach comes in to practice on our pass game 
the run game, man, it is what it is. You know, we get a couple yards here and there, but we ain't got just, man. Anyways, to basketball, um, of course, LeBron is on fire, just killing it. You know, we're number one. Lakers are killing it. They're just running. I'm really watching it come from afar. I've had the games on. And then on my birthday, I decided to watch the game versus the bitch-ass 76ers. And uh, we, we take an L, you know, by a point. And uh, it's just fucking weird. You know, it just felt off. And another thing that's weird is Ben Simmons, he started following me out of nowhere. You know, he's part of FaZe Clan. He's, he's obviously a big star and everything and whatever. And I've hooked him up with a bunch of EVS pans and everything else. And always show dude love and everything. And he wanted to make a chain, never really tripped. But he's just a weird fucking dude. I know he's Australian and everything, but dude is just a fucking weirdo. I don't know what the fuck is, is good. I don't know what's up with Cat, but fucking weirdo. Um, a dude don't follow me, and uh, I have no idea why. And I just noticed because um, he had hit me up about, about a car, because he always hits me up about cars and shit. And I tried to message him back, and then I realized, I was, you know, when you look at DMs now, when you look at the top of it, it says follows you, you follow each other. And then, um, or it says, you know, it doesn't say anything if you don't follow, he doesn't follow you back. Just weird shit. Just a weirdo, bro. Like, anyways, um, goofy ass dude. Yeah, so Lakers, I'm not worried about us. I'm not worried about the Nets. I'm worried about the motherfucking Sixers. That would look, anyone want to play us in a seven game series with what's going on right now? It's fucking crazy. I did see that the All-Star game is not going to happen, which uh, kind of sucks. So it's kind of weird, but... Um, they're going to still announce the All-Star game, who, who made the All-Star team, but not have the game. I don't know. It, just fucking weird. Now, back to football again on the Super Bowl. Uh, it's strange. You know, the Dust Brothers right now are crushing it on their betting picks. They literally are killing it. I'm not saying this is as this is no cap. At DB Podcasts are killing it. So if you want to go get your bets and get picks, they are fucking murdering it. But... I have such a weird feeling about this Super Bowl that I want to choose the fucking underdog who I have lost money betting against, but I feel like maybe it'll jinx it so this motherfucker doesn't get his seventh ring. So for this uh, Super Bowl coming up, as of right now, I could change my mind next Thursday because, you know, it's not this Sunday, it's, it's, it's next week, but I like... The Buccaneers plus three. I like the Bucs. Let's see what happens. I think the Chiefs are going to kind of go out there. I hope Travis Kelsey does not hear this because I am making him uh, some custom pieces right now. But yo, that is it for this episode of BTB. Kept it kind of short, kind of sweet. I just wanted you guys to just, you know, get a little bit of everything. Um, it is my, you know, my birthday, my birthday weekend. I kind of really just want to catch up. Uh, we got some things coming up. And... Um, my Sandy Koufax, by the way, I was going to do it this weekend, but it was my birthday. I was like, man, I don't want to do that shit. So we're going to drop the Sandy Koufax autograph cards. It will be the final, last autograph set of Project 2020. We'll discuss a little bit more about the hobby next week, possibly. Uh, I want you guys to have a great weekend. Please, God bless, be safe. Do not forget there is a fucking pandemic going on right now. So wear a mask, wear an N95, a PM 2.5, something with an actual filter that does more than at least a surgical mask. All right, guys, please. And yes, the vaccine is out there. I'm still waiting for it. I'm not cutting the line. You know, I don't think after all the research that the vaccine itself is going to stop this thing, but an N95 mask could, I know everyone can't afford them. They can't get them. Well, just saying, be safe. All right. By the way, I was going to, um, Hit Big Sur this weekend in the RV. It's a little chilly. I don't like being in the RV when it's cold. We start using a lot of propane. 
I haven't figured out what I'm going to do, but we are definitely going to get in the RV and go somewhere. Don't know where, but that's the beautiful thing about an RV. No matter where you go, you are home. All right. And uh, I want you guys to start leaving questions. Please leave questions now. Um, I'm going to start answering fan questions. You know, we do it once a month and it's that time again. So leave the questions. Make sure you leave a five-star review on the BTB Apple podcast page and leave it in question format. And again, guys, please tell your friends about this podcast. You obviously know wherever you listen to podcasts, this podcast uh, exists. And I have a special transition that I'm trying to work right now. It could happen in two weeks. It could happen in two months. But I'm working on that right now. Something that everyone has asked me to do. All right. But right about now, I got to introduce you guys again to my boy, Lakey Inspired. Yo, LL, you already know what to do, fam. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. We are out of here, y'all. Peace.